Theology on Mission returns. Theology on Mission podcast. Mike Moore and Dave Fitch. The dulcet tones of Mike Moore. Oh. And the harsh, harsher tones. <laughs> Fingernails on a chalkboard. Dave Ouch. Fitch. <laughs> So good to be back doing Theology on Mission with you, Mike Moore. I think we're in yes. a rhythm. I think we're, so. We're doing a little better. Um, so uh, what do we want to uh, chat about today? What's the subject for Theology on Mission today? Where, by the way, theology meets the challenges of culture for mission. Hmm. The subject that we have is the justice of God. Uh, you've been reading your John Piper again? The justice of God. Are you going to get all wrathful? I mean, I mean the wrath of God. I mean the justice of God. Yeah, you, uh, Mike Moore, by the way, has some reformed uh, stuff going on in his background. <laughs> uh, I can't even remember the last time oh, I had a reformed you, you, thought you, in my mind. You grew up in evangelicalism. You uh, have plenty of reformed in you. I, but I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so so in 25 years I won't remember it. <laughs> Maybe if you're lucky. Uh no, but uh what what we want to talk about today is uh you know Jesus and the relationship between Jesus and justice and how it shapes our practice for justice in the world. Um I'm I'm I'd like to entitle this uh, with the phrase, Jesus is the justice of God. Now, that phrase, Jesus is the justice of God, yeah. is a Hauerwasian phrase, but Hauerwas yeah. actually got it from his student, Dan Bell. And I can't remember what the name of the article was that Dan first started talking about it in those ways. But let's just start out by talking about the problem that I think uh, is common today. We have a lot of social justice in our minds these days and we should have mm-hmm. uh there's a um you know a heightened awareness like few times i can remember of the uh racial issues in our culture the economic issues the sexuality and gender-based forms of injustice in our culture and so we we uh have a lot of social justice on our minds but there's a temptation, would you say, Mike, more to decenter our engagement or our work for justice in the world, to decenter Jesus from that work of justice yeah. in the world. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's easy to make other things the plumb line by which we measure justice other than Jesus. Yeah. Like, um, let's say we have a, a march mm-hmm. for justice. Uh, the George Floyd murder has happened. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm talking past tense mm-hmm. here over a year ago now. Um, and we decide to march for justice. We decide to stand with those who are hurting, those who have been the subjects of oppression, police violence, other kinds of violence, uh, as represented by the George Floyd murder. Um, so we go and we hold a march. Yeah. How does Jesus uh, impact that? Well, Jesus is at the march. Ah, Jesus is at the march. Jesus can be at the march. I like it. <laughs> I, I think it's got a ring to it. Jesus is at the march. But 
if we're just measuring that justice was done based on the number of people that showed up, that's a different measure of success. Or that, sorry, that's a different measure of justice, right? Justice was done because this many people showed up. Right, right. Um, so um, I think the question is, though, how is Jesus present at the march? I like the way you uh, phrase that. Um, there is a temptation to um, make justice separate from the church. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, uh, we all know about the complicity of Christianity with some of the most grotesque injustice yeah. in the last three, four, five hundred years, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the West, especially in the United States. We're talking right. uh, Jamar Tisby's book, Complicity. Mm -hmm. uh, Willie Jennings' book. Uh, Willie Jennings' book, uh, but, but Jamar's book, uh, 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 Color... The Color of Compromise, Color right here. Color of Compromise. Uh, and then the subtitle is, uh, please say, Let me get it off the shelf. Okay, yeah. Color of Compromise, the truth about the American church's complicity in racism. Yeah, so so why get the church involved? Let's let's leave the church out of it because so many people have a, a bad taste from from the complicity of the church yeah. with injustice, with colonialism, with racism. Hmm. Um, and 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 then there's the uh, worry that um, you know, we need to affirm all works of justice, not just Christian works of justice, if we get Jesus too involved, if we define justice via the person and work of Jesus, mm -hmm. what about those who don't believe in Jesus? Are they not? Uh, this is something yeah. reformed people are <laughs> yeah, worried yeah, about. Yeah, hey, yeah. people can do justice apart from Jesus. People are good apart right. from Jesus. So right. there's that concern. Common right? grace, sure. Made in the image of God, yeah. There's some reform leanings there, going back to interpretations of Genesis. And and, and then um, one more. Uh, there's an impulse in all of us to believe that justice is universal, that it applies to everybody, to all peoples all over the world, not just Christians. So why should we limit uh, our understanding of justice to Jesus mm -hmm. when not everybody believes in Jesus? Hmm. Okay. You? Okay. Have you experienced, you know, you, you, you've been around the block, you're getting to be uh -huh. an old man, and, 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 and you've, you've seen a lot of things. Do you sense uh, from some of your younger uh, friends, oh, yeah. your younger parishioners, uh, the urge or desire to separate justice from Jesus sure. and their work I mean, for the, justice? The, yeah, these are all, the, uh, all my friends, parishioners, who now would probably consider themselves the ex-evangelicals who grew up in the church but have awakened to the complicity of the church and you know racism, sexism, etc., misogyny, and so they distance them, distance themselves from the church because they don't want to be involved in something that's that grotesque. Um, that's the first one you touched on. Yeah, um, I see that a lot. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, you mentioned the reform stuff. <laughs> I see that. I'm curious if you could unpack the third one a little more, though. Just for people who are listening, we're talking about three different ways that Jesus gets decentered from justice. justice. So, yeah, yeah, and the third one is about this kind of need or impulse, especially in the West, to universalize justice so that um, it can be enforced. You could say there's a little bit of coercion. Okay. Uh, we can work for justice because it's a universal value. It's a universal virtue, mm -hmm. irrespective of Jesus. 
why. And when we tie it to Jesus, we lose that universal force of the concept of justice for all people, no matter who they are, where they are, okay. what they believe. Justice is justice. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see two and three as kind of related to each other, but yeah, I see how they're separate too. So. Yeah. And so uh, I want to argue that some, uh, some bad things happen uh, when we do this, when we decenter. Jesus mm-hmm. from justice. Uh, for instance, uh, Jesus becomes, or, or I should say, justice becomes defined from another place. We allow another place, yeah. script, understanding, way mm-hmm. of thinking, uh, activity in the world to define justice. And then we enlist Jesus to help us do that justice. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Now oh, yeah. I'm looking for you to give me some practical examples. Okay. But you know, I wrote about this in End of Evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. George W. Uh, Bush, Bush. Uh, not the first one, the second one, mm-hmm. uh, believed that God was God's justice uh, was at work in in invading Iraq right. after the uh, 9/11. Uh, uh, bombings in mm-hmm. New York City, and he enlisted God, in my opinion. Yeah, and I've got it listed in the book. You know how he prayed and God told him invade Iraq and all this stuff. That's a little bit of a caricature, but sure. um, this happens all the time. We 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 let other episodes, other social realities like the government or or the need to uh, work revenge. Which, by the way, I don't think Jesus ever says. Seek revenge yeah. in my name. Go kill that. Okay, right. that's not justice. That's not. But we enlist, we get justice straight out here in this other context, and then we enlist Jesus or God through Jesus uh, to uh, yeah. you know do our bidding in this yeah. particular yeah, justice. Yeah, yeah. We enlist Jesus to get the job done. We motivate people. This is happening in our culture all the time. We motivate people for justice. We've defined it from a completely different place, and we're using Jesus to enlist people for a foreign work of justice. Do you see mm-hmm. this as a legit problem? Or yeah, Am sure. I being too conceptual? Sure, yeah. When you brought it up, the first thing I thought of was the moral majority, and I thought of Donald Trump. So, And, and you brought up the example of George Bush. So I, I think in the political arena, Jesus is oftentimes used um, as a way to leverage votes or to you know b- build a base of supporters. It really has nothing to do with Jesus. It has to do with uh, accruing and monopolizing power. Yeah, and so I think we have to be careful about this. Yeah. I think uh, uh, we have to be careful about this, not just on the right-wing side of U.S. politics, yes. which you and I are critical of, but it often happens on the left oh, side sure. as well. Yep. We allow justice to be, be defined by another narrative, right. another construct, another place, another history, and then we enlist Jesus into that justice and it's often a conflictual thing and this is how we end up invading iraq yeah. in the name of a christian nation can i put you on the spot can you think of an example from you know we, we just i came up with a few examples so did you on the so-called right but can you think of examples on the so-called left uh, are you trying done? to get me into trouble? By the way, I put you on the spot all the time, so I'm sure you're more than welcome to put me on the spot. I'm just, well, and part of it is because I'm racking my mind, and I know there are examples, but I'm coming up empty right now. So we all know that racism yeah. 
the uh, hierarchy, patriarchy, the way that uh, misogyny, mm-hmm. these various issues that are that are rightfully unjust, yeah, and that you know on the left become the major uh, points of engagement for injustice. Right. We all know that Jesus is against the racializing and the otherizing of the person, and I can go into f- several texts. Yeah. Um, but the image of God as restored in Jesus Christ um, is clear. Um, but what happens is if we allow that injustice to be defined apart from Jesus, mm-hmm. when Christians enlist themselves, they often get involved, I would say, in violence, yeah. which actually is is the one of the core problems in racism or misogyny. Mm-hmm. The violence, coercion power over the subjugation of somebody yeah. for a power agenda mm-hmm. uh, for an economic agenda that's against the way of christ yet we often get pulled into violence yeah. Yeah. when we separate jesus from justice yeah okay that's good all right you got any other uh nope. examples nope okay um so the second concern when we separate jesus from justice is we end up doing justice in our own strength. Not You said a very interesting thing, which I uh, liked okay. at the very beginning of this podcast. How is Jesus connected to the march mm-hmm. against racism, the George Floyd murder against that kind of violence? How is Jesus present? And you said, well, wait. Yeah. What, what did you What did you say again? I, you, I think I said Jesus is at the march. Yeah, you said Jesus is at the march. You said Jesus is present at the march. Mm-hmm. He's active and working. He's Lord over the world by His Spirit. He is yeah. present and working, and therefore we just have to be attentive and allow space for the processes of forgiveness, reconciliation, renewal, healing, transformation, lament, etc. Mm-hmm. to go on and participate yeah. and call people into it. Mm-hmm. But if it's all on me and I got to go sort out the problems with the oh, police department. That's exhausting. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it can be exhausting. We have to do this kind of work, but we have to do it in the power of the Spirit yes. and allowing Him to work, not ourselves, or we will be exhausted. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Because this is a long, what do I want to say? Um, this is a long haul. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And the, the other part of separating Jesus from justice and doing it in our own strength is it becomes our own ego. At, uh, it becomes inv- our own ego gets invested yeah. because now it's me doing it, not Jesus doing it. We, if it's yeah, a failure, yeah. I, I start to take it personally. Right, right. And yeah, and, and to use your language, then it becomes an ideological marker where we can say us versus them. It's like, oh, well, we do it like this, you know. Well, we all get it. Everybody in this room gets it. We understand that this is an important issue, but those people over there, they just can't. They just can't get it, you know. And then it becomes, you know, a marker that we rally around. Yeah, absolutely. I, that, that that's a big concern for me. But if Jesus is at the center of our work, and He is at work in the world through His presence, we become partners in His work of mm-hmm. justice. In the world, we are invigorated, we are strengthened, empowered. Uh, at the very low moments, we are given the power of His presence to persevere. Yeah, and uh, it becomes an ongoing thing. This is what I think drove the early 
civil rights movement centered mm -hmm. around student nonviolent coordinating committees in the South, in the Jim Crow South, prayer meetings, uh, praying and allowing space for God to work and disrupt the evil forces and powers yeah. of Jim Crow racism. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, uh, to bring this kind of podcast, this this podcast to kind of a close when we enter the injustices of the world uh, we enter as followers of Jesus making space for his inbreaking justice of God uh, we bring with us the practices of lament of forgiveness of reconciliation of healing we enter all these places these social dynamics where there's racism and we're present and we're listening and we're asking questions and we're allowing space to convict the for Jesus to convict and restore mm -hmm. and for us to get involved and to partner you know we don't go into hmm. poverty trying to solve the socioeconomic problems uh, uh, through force we make space for God to convict and work and transform, give us a new imagination for sharing resources from which the town of Westmont goes, whoa, what just happened there? I think we need to cooperate with you yeah. in transforming our socioeconomics and the plight of the people who are impoverished by our economics in Westmont or in Chicago. These pockets of of uh, in-breaking kingdom can call the rest of the town into uh, his kingdom as well. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus is the justice of God. That's what we're kind of talking about. Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, it, it, well, I'm thinking about how to share this story. Uh, it makes me think about the story. Maybe maybe you saw this. I don't want to... I'm not saying that this is, is the church, but I do love this example. I don't know if you saw this video, but... Down in Shreveport, Louisiana, there's this school. Uh, it's a high school. And the last couple of weeks, there's just been all these fights in the high school. And it's, you know, it's under-resourced, you know, yeah. a lot of poverty, a lot of violence in the town and in the school. Uh, and the school, regardless of what they did, they couldn't stop all the fighting that was happening. And so what happened is a bunch of dads just started to show up and just walk the halls every day. And now there's like 70 dads in this community and they go in shifts and they just go to the high school and they walk the halls and they're just kind of bearing witness. They're not being paid. They weren't asked to do it, but they're just showing up and being present in a place where there's violence. And, and since they've been there, there hasn't, there haven't been any fights. Uh, and I, I love that example of just showing up, bearing witness confronting violence in a nonviolent way um, and just just seeing what God's going to do when you show up in a place um, to show some, some compassion and investment. It's a, it's a really short like video. It's like a two-minute video that I watched this week. Do you know what the title of it is? I don't. I can send it to you. I, I can put in the show notes too. Yeah, um, because uh, I think um, there's some episodes in our school district uh, with several moms stories that I don't feel comfortable sharing because I don't know yeah. uh, if the school district would appreciate it. But uh, I, I just know just by our presence there mm -hmm. and our tending to what Jesus is doing, 
uh, listening to the teachers and the administrators and the needs and, 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 and the outpouring of maybe some despair and, and, a, and a response by saying, oh, we have so many parents here who'd be interested, wanting, who have resources. Yeah. What? And, and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in there and just proclaiming Jesus is at work here mm-hmm. and he is going to, uh, you know, uh, make possible things that we have not yet seen. And right. seeing how he works in the people's lives right. is a testimony to kingdom. And I think that that's the justice of God. And that then spreads to wider things going on bigger awarenesses going on, uh, school, uh, what do you call it, school council meetings yeah. and school boards. And then the next thing you know, we, we're seeing transformation, but we're also seeing people see witness to the kingdom of God and Jesus Christ and, and the love of Jesus Christ and how he wants to save, redeem, heal relationships in people's lives. Yeah, yeah. It, and in the example I gave, it's going from the bottom up. It's not being coerced. It's not being instituted top down. Okay, this is what justice looks like. This is what's going to happen. We're going to hire these people. We're going to get 10 police officers, put them in the, you know, in the school. It comes bottom up and it comes bottom up after listening and, you know, seeing something, yes. listening and responding and being and responding by being present, not by trying to institute necessarily a policy. Not not that that's bad always, but it comes bottom up and it's a response to a need where we're just being present and bearing witness to what God's doing in that space. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I have phrased this in a writing somewhere, that it's not both and. It's not both bottom up and top down. I have said it's first then. It's first we go work and pray and listen among the grassroots Mm -hmm. and what's going on. And that leads to legislation. And yeah. If we put legislation first and then try to oppo- impose God's work top down, work. we never get there. And actually, it leads to resentment mm-hmm. problems because of the coercive nature of that work. But if it's a response to something already going on, on the ground, it becomes something that reinforces yeah. it. It's a different way of doing justice. I believe the church in every neighborhood, in every little locale, in every school district, in every prison system, in every police policed system where mm-hmm. there's a pre- I believe this is what the work of the church is and I think it should be part of our everyday life not a program we institute for two hours a month right. uh, in our church buildings or something right. but you have to be in proximity to those places in, o- in order to know how to respond bottom up you yeah. see what I'm saying like if you're not in proximity if you're not if you don't have relational connection or investment in these areas then you're not going to know how to respond. And the yeah. only the only response will be top-down. Yeah, and, and and our good friend and co-laborer here at Northern Seminary, Wayne Gordon, and, yes. and Lawndale Christian Community, uh, he's famous for saying, Dave, there's not one thing that's happened in this church, you know, the hospital, the medical system, mm-hmm. the uh, housing uh, authority, the uh, Hope House, halfway house, the uh, tutoring systems for the school kids. There's not one thing 
that we did here that didn't come from here that wasn't the idea yeah. of actually being present here and listening and that's the way jesus works for the justice of mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. in and through and being present at work in a neighborhood and then it goes to the top it's first then yeah. not just both and yeah it's good all right everybody jesus is the justice of god we don't have we should never as christians feel like we have to exclude or make justice something separate from Jesus. Yes. Do I hear an amen? Amen. In the congregation? Amen. All right, that's it for another theology and mission podcast. Yeah, and this is an article that you wrote for the Jesus Collective, right? Is it, uh, is it online? Or it's no? it's the beginning of an article okay, that gotcha. I'm collaborating with two other people, Hank and Shauna, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's going to come of it or when it's going to be posted, okay. but yeah, we're working on it. So. Keep your eyes peeled for that. All right. Um, so good to be with you, Mike Moore. Always good. Uh, we're well into the quarter at uh, Northern Seminary. Yes. Uh, if you want to sign up for a master's degree in theology yeah. and mission, what do you do? Uh, contact me. Um, yeah. Facebook, okay. email. I, I always put my email in the show notes. Not always, but I'll put it in there again. Or seminary.edu, uh, or I can give you Dave's cell phone number. And and we do have a doctorate in ministry and contextual yeah. uh, theology, how to engage cultural issues. And uh, unfortunately, we're all <laughs> closed. Say. We're we're for the for the no more room in the twenty twenty two cohort. Although there might be one or two cancellations, so we are uh, doing a waiting list. Um, yeah. But you know we're going to have another cohort after that one, so get your name in mm-hmm. if you're interested. All right. Well, that's it for today. It's been a pleasure being with the great Mike Moore, Likewise. talking justice and and theology and Jesus. Uh, but uh, look for us. Give us a review if you can. Uh, like we always say, and yes. we never we never get any. But uh, <laughs> please, please, we we're begging you, give us a review. <laughs> uh, but until next time, uh, it's theology and mission podcast. Dave Fitch and Mike Moore. We'll see you next time. Thank you.